This is the Elite Development Podcast, a show with the aim of helping athletes evolve in every element of their careers through real-world advice and experience. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault. I'm a strength and conditioning coach in Calgary, Alberta, with a singular focus on building better athletes. And now, let's get to the episode. All right, everybody, we are back. We are back for another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault, and today we are going to be talking about building a successful MMA training camp strength and conditioning program. So why? And the reason why we want to talk about this, the reason why I'm bringing this to you guys today is because, plain and simple, I see a lot of athletes fuck this up. So, so, so many athletes fuck this up and either they just don't know what to put in there entirely or they fuck this up by just trying to go way too hard for the duration of their training camp, which in turn ends up causing injury and ends up causing them issues coming into the actual fight itself, which obviously if you are an athlete out there, you know, is what matters most. Now, one of the other things that I really see uh, from a lot of athletes is they get busy with training camp. You know, they got a lot of training to do, whatever else it might be. And they say, yeah, I can't get my strength and conditioning in because I've got so much other training to do, you know, fights coming up. So I got to do five times as much of this and two times as much of that. And I go to go running seven days a week and I've got all these other things. Cause you know, the fight's coming up and I got to do all this work before the fight comes up. Now, if you are listening to this and that sounds like you, it sounds like something that, you know, you start to do all of this extra work when your fight's coming up. And in turn, you end up actually sacrificing the strength and conditioning side of things when you actually get into a training camp. Generally, what tends to happen and let me know if this sounds like you too. Generally, what tends to happen is athletes tend to get injured by the time the fight actually comes around. And let me ask, does that sound familiar? If that's been you before, make sure to just take note of that and then listen to what I'm about to say next so that we can actually put reasoning behind that. I want you to remember that the goal of your training camp is to fight at your best. If you are going through a training camp right now, if you have a fight coming up, the goal of the training you're doing right now is to fight at your best. Now, a lot of people take this and they think that that means if I want to fight at my best, that means I have to train more than anyone and everyone all the time, all the way through until my fight actually takes place. And that's not how it works because of what I just talked about. If you are in the gym seven days a week, you're busting your ass three, four, five hours a day, all of these things that I've seen athletes do, and you end up getting injured before the fight actually comes around, you're not going to be at your best. And therefore, all the work you did did not serve the purpose that you were trying to get it to serve. So one of the things you need to actually make sure you're doing is managing your training load. And this is something I see a lot of athletes neglect. They don't want to miss any session because I have a fight coming up. I can't miss a training session when I've got a fight coming up. But guys, if your body's beat up, if your mind isn't in it and you're really feeling like you're just, you know, you're gassed, you're beat, you're bruised, you're broken, and you miss a training session, you're not going to miss any drastic change to your skill set within that training session that's going to cause a negative effect in your fight. What you are going to do, though, you're going to allow your body to recover. You're going to allow your brain to recover. 
you're going to allow yourself mentally to just recharge and reset. And in turn, you're going to be able to come into your next fight way better off because you've actually recovered. You're going to be able to come into your next training session, sorry, way better off because you've actually let yourself recover. So stop thinking that the goal is to do the most and start thinking that the goal is to set myself up for success in the fight. And I get that it's hard to wrap your head around that because if you're not training as much as you've been lately, you're going to feel like you're not training enough. You're going to feel like you're not pushing hard enough. And you feel like if you're not pushing hard enough, you're not setting yourself up for success. But the problem is what I need to reinforce with you guys is that what you consider to be pushing hard enough right now is likely overkill. You don't need to be beaten and bruised and broken every single day of training camp for it to be an effective training camp. You need to feel good and be ready to compete for the duration of your fight on the day that you're actually fighting. That's it. That's the goal. Nothing else. Boom. End of podcast. Just kidding. Not ending the podcast on that, but that is the goal. And that is what you guys need to take away from this. You know, and actually speaking of that, talking to one of my athletes recently that, you know, we've had a few fights together. And one of the things that he said he noticed was that he feels day to day, like he's not working hard enough and that makes him nervous. And then, so I was asking him, I was like, well, like, how do you feel when you're sparring? He's like, Oh my God, I feel amazing. I feel better than I've ever felt before. Okay. How do you feel when you're training? Oh my God, I feel great. Like I'm not tweaking my shoulders and my knee like I used to. And like, and I was like, okay, like we've fought, we've had four fights together now. How do you feel when you fight? Oh my God. Incredible. And in those four fights, he's four and oh with two finishes and two dominant unanimous decisions. And so instead of looking and saying, I don't feel like I'm doing enough, having him reframe that in his brain and say, okay, instead of looking and saying, I don't feel like I'm doing enough, look at it and say, look how fucking amazing I feel at every single session and look how fucking amazing I feel when I fight. Isn't that more important? Because so many of you get so stuck on, I need to feel like I've worked harder than everybody, or I need to feel like I've done the absolute limit to what my body can handle. And then you come into your fight injured and you think, well, fighting hurt is just part of the game. But I got to ask you, if fighting hurt is part of your game, what if it wasn't? What if you could come into your next one feeling good? What if you could come into your next one at 100%? You know, maybe a little bump or bruise or whatever. But what if you could come into your next one actually feeling ready to fight and not feeling like your body's held together by duct tape? So first off, what I need you guys to understand, if you are going to properly set up your off, uh, if you're going to properly set up your training camp strength and conditioning program is first off, I need you to understand you need to be doing strength and conditioning regularly through your off season to actually maximize the results that we're going to talk about in this episode. Second thing is guys, you don't need to do nearly as much as you think you do. So many people, again, like I've been talking about here, think they need to be training five, six, seven days a week and, you know, running longer than everybody and lifting more and doing more sets to failure and crawling out of the gym. That's not the way you get the results. That's the way you burn yourself out and get injured. So you do not need to do nearly as much as you think you do. The goal isn't how much training can I fit in. The goal is to be ready when it comes to the fight. Third, you need to stop skipping your strength and conditioning sessions when you're busy with skill sessions or to add in extra skill sessions. Guys, if you're taking a fight, you have good skills. I would hope. But if you're taking a fight, you have good skills. 
And yes, you need to continue to train them as you move through, as you continue to progress. But if you're a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, and we're talking MMA here, if you're a brown belt or if you're a black belt in jiu-jitsu and you're taking an MMA fight and you haven't really done much strength and conditioning before, you know, physically your gas tank is okay, but it's not the best. And, you know, strength-wise, sometimes you get outpowered or outmuscled on the mat. What do you think is going to make the most sense to you for you to be doing? Taking an extra two hours a week and putting that towards even more jujitsu on top of the regular stuff that you're doing already, or taking that time and actually working on building strength, taking that time and actually working on improving your gas tank. Because if you have the skills already, yes, you need to continue to sharpen them. But if your skills are at the 100 level, but your gas tank is at a 50, and somebody else comes into the fight with their skills at an 80, and their gas tank at an 80, guess what? They can push the pace 30% longer than you can. They're 30% stronger. They're 30% quicker with their punches. They're able to do all of these things that you won't be able to do because they put the time into the gas tank that you didn't put into it. So you need to stop skipping your strength and conditioning sessions for extra skill sessions. And I know that sounds counterintuitive. More skills equals better, right? But there's only so much your body can improve on. If you're doing a certain skill every single day, you're not just going to magically skyrocket up the more and more you do it, especially after you've been doing it for a while. So make sure you're putting that time into developing yourself as an athlete and developing the gas tank you need to compete at a high level instead of just putting more and more and more and more hours into your skills. So continue to train your skills, but don't neglect the work that actually allows you to implement them at the highest possible level when it matters. Now, one thing that I want to really reinforce before we get into exactly how to set up your proper strength and conditioning program for your fight camp is that, especially with my company, we focus on the human and not the textbook. So what I'm going to tell you here isn't necessarily what you're going to read in, you know, a university textbook about how to properly set up a periodized program. But what we're looking at here is what we need to think about when it turn when it comes to actually setting up a program that's going to work for a person. Because where a lot of the textbooks go wrong, and this is not me saying that the science doesn't work, but where a lot what a lot of the textbooks don't take into account is that the perfect program doesn't work if you have other variables in your life. So they can set up a perfect program. This is how you perfectly scale up to the day of the fight, all of that. But then if you're working a full-time labor job on top of that quote unquote perfect program, it's not a perfect program anymore. You know, it's not a perfect program anymore. And the reason is because you have other stressors in your life. So what we're going to go through today is a bare minimum setup for a strength and conditioning program that will get you results if you've been consistently training in your off season and you are doing strength and conditioning work consistently through your camp. This is going to be a bare minimum version of what you need to do in order to properly get the results. So let's say that we're eight weeks out. So eight weeks out and then the first four week phase, what we need to do in the conditioning, in the strength and conditioning work is we're going to do two sessions a week. Yes, just two minimum. And what we're going to focus on is each session is going to have a cardio warm up. 
five minutes, steady state, nothing fancy, where you're just going to get the blood pumping, get your body warm, get yourself ready to train. Then you're going to hit three to five mobility exercises spanning the full body. One or two things for the hips, one or two things for the rotational ability, so the thoracic spine, and then one or two things for the shoulders, just to get the body moving, get the blood pumping, work a little bit of range of motion in the joints. From there, in the first four weeks, we're going to throw in two to three plyometric exercises, focusing in on deceleration, so your body's ability to absorb force, to be able to set you up for those last four weeks where we're focused more on your body's ability to output force. Now, after those two to three plyo exercises, we're going to work on two lower body exercises for strength and two upper body exercises for strength. And with each of those exercises, we're going to push to about an eight or nine out of 10 RPE, which means basically eight or nine out of 10 intensity. Imagine if you're doing the sets, sets of six, if you finish that set, set of six, you should feel like the most you could have done would be seven or eight, right? So you have one or two reps left in the tank, eight or nine out of 10. And you're going to do that for two lower body and two upper body strength exercises. And then at the end, we're going to focus on the conditioning work being aerobic power focused on one of the days and aerobic capacity focused on the other day. So aerobic power, we want to work for about one to one and a half minutes at a time. And we want to follow that by about three minutes of rest. And you want to repeat that for anywhere from three to six rounds. Now, the aerobic capacity work, you're going to do very similar, minute 30 on, but we're going to do 30 seconds off instead. And we're going to repeat that for 10 to 12 rounds on the other day. Now, the reason I'm setting it up like this, guys, the reason that we are doing it as a bare minimum is because a lot of athletes feel like they get too busy. So they just want to cut strength and conditioning entirely. And what I'm trying to tell you is that if your body is not consistently being worked on, you're not consistently building your strength, consistently building your gas tank, because yes, you're getting some cardio benefit from the fight training you're doing. But if everyone's doing the fight training, don't you think it would benefit you to do extra work on your gas tank to make sure that it's bigger and make sure that you can push a better pace? So by doing something like this, that's just going to allow you to continue to give yourself an edge on those other athletes that aren't doing any proper strength and conditioning work and are just doing their fight training and saying, I'm too busy to do anything else. So the two to three plyo drills in those sessions, what we're going to do is we're going to do that for two to four sets. And this all depends on your current abilities with plyos. If you've never done any kind of jump training before, stick with two sets. If you've done a bunch of that stuff before, stick with, go to four sets. And we're going to do that anywhere from six to 10 reps. Now, when it comes to the lower body, upper body strength exercises, all of these are going to be three to five sets of three to six reps because we want to focus primarily on the strength. Now, then when we get to the conditioning work, I talked about that already, aerobic power focus on one side. And we're going to go for a minute to a minute and 30 of work and then three minutes of rest. And then it's going to be aerobic capacity focused on the other side, minute 30 of work, 30 seconds of rest. But that's going to be for 10 to 12 rounds. So the main focus, guys, is again, we're building up the size of the gas tank and we're building up that strength and that power in the body, setting you up for more efficient, stronger movement as you lead into the last four weeks of camp. Now, the last four weeks of camp, what we're going to do here, we are going to start. When we shift into that final fight prep program, what we're going to start doing is we're going to start with very similar setup 
for the warm-up, five minutes of steady state cardio, get the blood pumping, get the mobility work going, three to five exercises. And then we're going to get into plyo drills again. But on one of the days, it's going to be all plyo, so all power output focus. So this is explosive jumps, box jumps. I'd like to do a lot of multi-directional box jumps. If you follow me, you've seen a bunch of my athletes doing those kinds of things. Uh, multi-directional plyometrics, so different jumps in different directions. And then heavy med ball throws. So low, low, low rep, explosive, explosive, explosive. And now we're taking that foundation that we've built through the off season. We've peaked it. And now we're peaking your ability to output as much power as possible in as little time as possible. And then on the other day, instead of just power output drills, we're working on speed. This is where we're going to get into the sprint work, get you doing a couple of different sprint variations probably two sprint variations, and then one explosive power variation that is focused on multi-direction. So again, this is a jump into immediately another jump, a jump into a throw, something that you're doing multiple movements, and you can focus on regenerating power faster. Now, when we get into the lifts, we're going to stick to very similar two upper body, two lower body exercises, and we're going to stick to very similar rep ranges for three to four sets of three to six reps. But now what we're going to do is we're going to bring the intensity down to six or seven out of 10 for both the days, but with, sorry, six or seven out of 10 for one of the days, but we're focused here on making those lifts explosive. We're focused here on making those lift lifts explosive because we want to make sure that we're building your explosive strength as we come into those last few weeks. And on the other day, we're going to keep working your strength because, again, guys, this is bare minimum program, like we said, and we always want to have one heavier, one strength day in there to make sure that we're maintaining your overall strength as we come into the last few weeks. If we have a third session in there, it would be more power focused like that first day. And the conditioning work as we get into those last into those last few weeks, one is going to be a very similar aerobic power focus, one minute to one and a half minutes of work to three minutes of rest for four to six rounds. And then the last one, guys, is gonna be very simple. This is anaerobic alactic conditioning, your ability to move at 100% intensity. You are going to go for 10 seconds and then rest for a minute with something super explosive. This can be a dumbbell squat jump. This can be a medicine ball slam. This could be a medicine ball heave. Whatever it is that you can be at 100% for 10 full seconds and then rest for that 60 seconds. The reason we're doing that is again, we're training your ability to be at 100%. And then as you train your ability to be at 100%, you're also training your ability to recover from those 100% efforts faster, which means those hard explosive exchanges you're bound to run into in the fight, get easier, you can recover from them faster and you can push the pace for longer. So I hope you got some notes from that. And I do wanna reinforce as well, if you've listened to this and you have any questions whatsoever, Shoot me a message on social media. Shoot me a shoot me an email if you prefer that way. And ask me the questions you've got, guys. Because again, this was bare minimum stuff. You know, this isn't the perfect program. But if you're sitting out there, you're dead broke, you're saying, I don't want to invest in a coach right now. I don't have the money. This is a way to get you started. This is a way to start adding strength and conditioning in so you can start giving yourself that edge you're looking for. 
And in turn, as you start giving yourself that edge you're looking for, you're going to start to reach higher and higher levels in the sport. And that is ultimately my goal with this podcast is to help you do exactly that. So I appreciate you for tuning in, whether you're here live or on the replay. Thank you for taking the time. And my ask of you, as always, if you got value from the show today, make sure you share that with a friend, with a teammate, with a coach, with someone who's going to need to hear this message. And whatever that value was, shoot me a message and tell me. I always love hearing from you guys. I love hearing the you know the things you guys are taking away. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And we'll talk again soon. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would greatly appreciate if you subscribed and left a review for the show. As well, I would love to hear what your biggest takeaways were from the episode. My contact info is linked below. Send me a message and let me know what you thought. As always, I'm your host, Kenny Dusso. Thank you again and see you next time.